Well, hey, I'm Grace, and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, I'm here and we're getting ready to dive into season two. I've been a little rusty. I've been sitting here working on my microphones because I couldn't remember how to do them. But I have my friend Yvette here. Yvette, if you want to say hi. Hi. She lives here in Danville with me. Um, well, not with me, but in Danville as well. Um, <laughs> almost, right? Almost, yeah. <laughs> is that small that That's we are right. almost <laughs> living uh, together? And Yvette is a fellow surgery wife, only she's like, the surgery wife because your husband's a neurosurgery resident and yes. for those of you that don't know that's like the hardest residency there is so the longest at least the longest yes, it's the longest <laughs> it's seven years right yeah. seven years and so I my hat's off to you and so we've kind of bonded over just the surgery wife life yeah and you have three children what are their yes. names and ages yeah so it's Alex he's 10 then Sophia four and then Leo is three Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Yvette and I were just talking about how we met. We met at like an opening Welcome to Danville social, even though I'd already lived here for two years, but everyone's invited. Yeah. And so um, we met through just like a mutual friend. Yes. And that's the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So it is like a very nice uh, meeting, right? Yeah. Like the first meeting with everybody is mm-hmm. just like coming uh, to Danville and then you are just going to see yes. who is coming and to welcome in. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yvette is from Mexico. Yes. And she actually just got back from Mexico and it was a fantastic time. We just talked yeah. about it. <laughs> um, and so today we're going to be talking about her um, thoughts on immigration and her thoughts on making anywhere you live a home. Or I guess if you want to tell us what, dive more into what the topic is. Okay, so basically is uh, when you, when I was just starting to think about home, because everybody just asked me like, where is home for you? No, Mm -hmm. are you planning to go back to Mexico? Mm -hmm. Then I'm just like, it's very hard to answer that question because mm-hmm. home for me is not Mexico anymore or mm-hmm. it's not uh, Texas anymore. It's just like home is here. Home yeah. is where I live, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, having like these good connections with friends and with people that I'm uh, meeting. And then I just feel like I'm in the perfect time, in the perfect place, you know, mm-hmm. and this is home for me right now. Yeah. So basically what I want to talk is like uh, the process has been hard to be like moving from one place to another. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just feel like it was worth it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely I was telling you that the entry that she sent me was just you have a way with words. I already told you that. But I was just getting teary <laughs> because you just feel it because mm-hmm. I've had that same thing as you or I'm not an immigrant, but I've moved, you know, just in the last 10 years, we've both moved like what, four or five times. Yeah. And just the heart wrenching 
idea of moving a place that you've come to love, but then the excitement of like making a new place your home. Yeah. And just the process of getting to a place where you can even do that. Because I feel like so many people, my friends included, and myself included at points in my life, you move to a new place and all you do is think about the old place. And yeah. like you're, you're resentful and you're mad because you don't want to be in this place. You mm-hmm. want to be in the other place. Oh, yeah. And so I really appreciate it. And we're going to dive more into it. What you talked about in your, in your thing that you sent me is how to like overcome that resentful not letting go of old stuff yeah and so and i really appreciate your extra added insights of being an immigrant because i know that's you know something that i don't have but i really appreciated it seeing it from your eyes Mm -hmm. um so just in the beginning so what was it like saying goodbye to mexico and Ah. what was going through your head when that happened (laughs) and when was that so you know it, it is funny because i don't i'm not pretty sure that i realized what was going to be mm-hmm. you know because everything was going so fast and I, mm-hmm. we were so excited we were just trying to have like this life together like mm-hmm. alejandro and i and we have these plans for our future for our family and mm-hmm. for all these things like i don't think that i have time to say like what is going to mm-hmm. uh, to happen when i leave mexico or anything okay. so the process was very easy for me because um, I was telling Grace before this uh, that I from a border city in Mexico, mm-hmm. which is a border with Texas. So I, it was like very, um, how do you say, like very common to go to mm-hmm. the other part of Texas. And I was like going to the malls or mm-hmm. going to meet some friends in there or they were going to Mexico and they, mm-hmm. we were meeting. And so like they call the sister cities because they have this interaction like back and forth all the time mm-hmm. so when i met alejandro and I, when i get married to him we were living in el paso texas mm-hmm. but for me it was like nothing because i have like a tons of friends in there mm-hmm. my family can go and visit me and mm-hmm. then when i was missing something in mexico i was just crossing the border and staying there Gotcha. So for me, the pro- that process was like super easy and nothing very new, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And you probably, most of your acquaintances were speaking Spanish. So the, yeah. the language barrier wasn't oh, yeah. too difficult. Yeah. It, no, it wasn't. And mm-hmm. I don't think that I really used the English in El Paso, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Because all my friends were like fluent uh, mm-hmm. Spanish speakers and also they yeah. changed into English so mm-hmm. I didn't have any problems with that mm-hmm. even though Alejandro was pushing me like every single time that we were going to a restaurant or something mm-hmm. Alejandro was like I'm going to pretend that I don't speak English so you need to ask for your food and I was oh. like don't do this <laughs> and I was like but she speaks Spanish and Alejandro was like well pretend that she doesn't understand it in Spanish so you need to practice but I was like so like mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I was like so embarrassed about making mistakes or my pronunciation or anything that yeah, was like yeah. I, I'm not doing it. They mm-hmm. are speaking Spanish. I can speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That would. It be... was like my comfort zone. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then you you were in El Paso mm-hmm. and you decide to not decide. You guys got accepted to med school. Uh-huh. Well, not you, but your husband got yeah. in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So what was that like? 
So he got accepted in Puerto Rico and we were so excited. Mm -hmm. We were so excited mm -hmm. because we have been working for this like so hard. Yeah. And then when we realized that he was accepted, we were like, let's do it. Yeah. Like we are in. Yeah. Uh, in Puerto Rico, for me, it was easy because it was only going to be three years. So it mm -hmm. was, I was thinking like three years on vacation in this exotic island oh, in yeah, the middle of the true. Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So I was like thinking about like three years is perfect to go to all these amazing places in right. Puerto Rico, you know, yeah. without rushing, you know, mm -hmm. like I can, mm -hmm. I can settle down and go to the these amazing places mm -hmm. so for me it wasn't that hard and also it was like this latin culture yeah that i was like okay they speak spanish in there mm -hmm. and and i mean like the culture in so many ways are pretty common you know yeah yeah like um sometimes kind of food and things mm -hmm. like that you so can just really eat. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah yeah you can and you can be familiar with that right so you said though like you were excited to go to puerto rico but then mm -hmm. once you got there kind of the reality of being away from home kind of hit you and oh so yeah what was what was that like yeah because uh as i told you before like i think everything was happening so fast that we didn't have the time to sit down and to say like how i how i'm going to feel uh mm -hmm. leaving all the things that i have in here like meaning my family friends mm -hmm. uh, your comfort zone everything mm -hmm. So when we arrived, we literally arrived with two suitcases full of clothes oh and one that has like toys for my boy that, mm -hmm. because we had Alex at that time. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize that we were so naive and so crazy. <laughs> You're like, like, oh wait, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> exactly. And then like, I was like, we are by ourselves because yeah. we didn't meet anybody. And mm -hmm. it was it was hard it hit hard you yeah, know like yeah. realizing that everybody was getting together on sundays or on weekends mm -hmm. and then my family instead of being this big family uh with grandparents and mm -hmm. um cousins and everything now it was alejandro alex and i like yeah. that was it yeah and we only had us you know like mm -hmm. it was very hard to realize that and to realize that we were going to spend like birthday parties and everything by ourselves oh yeah and to spend like holidays christmas you yeah. know like yeah. christmas like these big parties in mexico like do uh, like all getting together you mm -hmm. know and then i was like so what is wrong with this you know, know. like sitting eating like the three of us alex was so young so he mm -hmm. was going to sleep at 8 p.m oh. and then alejandro and i were like so this is christmas like happy christmas you know <laughs> like merry christmas and we were yeah. like it was it was hard so i was like having another concept of being puerto rico no yeah. i was expecting something more i was mm -hmm. expecting more like the vacation or something mm -hmm. but then i realized that alejandro need to study so yeah. alejandro couldn't go to the all these amazing places that i was thinking that i was going to that's a good point and i was like okay so i by myself with this boy that has mm -hmm. two years and yeah. i don't know anybody in here so okay you're, yes i'm in the middle of paradise but what can I do with this? Right. You know, like yeah. uh, if I don't have anybody to spend time or to go. Yeah. So it hit me hard. Um, so, okay. So I loved what you said. Let's see. 
What? So yeah. So what changed for you? Like once you realized kind of the homesickness settled in, Alejandro's working all the time. I definitely relate to that. Not working, studying. Mm-hmm. And you're alone with a toddler. Mm-hmm. And so like, what was it that like kind of changed? Because at the end you tell us, obviously, spoiler alert, that you love Puerto Rico and it was so sad to leave. So like, yeah. what was it that shifted for you? I think for me, it was friends making friends mm-hmm. you know like once that i start making friends then i start i i start to realize how important friends are in our lives mm-hmm. like before that i didn't feel like i didn't have the necessity to mm-hmm. have like this close connection with my friends you know yeah, but same. Yeah. when when i was like by myself i was like okay so i started to seeing my friends more as family than a friend you know like oh, yeah. i have like amazing connection with my friends that I made in Puerto Rico because of that because Mm -hmm. I was just feeling like you are going to be my family and that's the people that I spend like Christmas and holidays and birthdays together you know Mm -hmm. and I have all these memories with those persons Mm -hmm. and then I'm just like so they became part of my family yeah and and I just start to realize that you know I can be as miserable as I can be, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it's up to me. Like yeah. you, you have two options, be miserable or stay happy as you yeah. can be like, because you're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, something clicked in my mind. And I was like, you know, I need to enjoy this. And also I was like comparing cultures, you know, like yeah. I was like, Hi, we don't do this this way. So mm-hmm. why are they doing this? And right. I was like asking a lot and I was like, also the food i was like we don't eat like this and i was like it's not right yeah this is not right this is not the way that she'll taste you know and then i started you know what i start i i start to like the food i start to like the music even Mm -hmm. when i didn't like bachata or anything i started like okay you know what i kind of enjoy bachata right now yeah yeah yeah. i kind of enjoy like a salsa or something i was Mm -hmm. like i didn't was used to that and I was like, I'm here. I need to be open about yes. all this experience and be thankful to be here, you know, like because yes. we were having, uh, we were working so hard to get to that point. Yes. And then when we get there, I was so miserable. So yeah. it, it didn't make any sense for me to, to be like that. You're reminding me of, a, I had a friend that, I, we were friends in St. Louis together um, mm-hmm. and she lived before she lived in st louis she lived i want to say it was in oregon somewhere and they hated oregon they did not want to live there and they lived in this small little town where the big thing that they did was they did football like it was like high school level football i even think and the whole town would get together on like friday nights and like go to these high school football games and they thought it was so dumb Mm -hmm. and so they just they spent so much time resenting this dumb culture Mm -hmm. of this little town and then one day something shifted for her and she just said, you know what, we're going to embrace this and we're going to go to these football games. And like they bought jerseys and they like went all in to go into these football games, even though they don't even like football. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden they were making friends, they were making connections and they ended up loving that little town and for their little quirky thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just reminding me of like you saying, oh, I don't like this food. I don't like this music. But then when you just that mind shift where it's like, 
I'm going to embrace Puerto Rico for what Puerto Rico is. Exactly. And all of a sudden, and not expect it to be Mexico. Exactly. It's this amazing place that has so much to offer yeah. you. Yeah. Because I think that's, that's one of the biggest mistakes that we do. Like, mm -hmm. even when we are traveling on vacation or wherever, you know, like... Yeah go and expect what you have in your country and i'm just like hey wait a minute you are traveling it's because you want to be open about yeah. the experience of other countries and about mm -hmm. the food and to embrace like the music the food mm -hmm. the people how they are like interacting between each other you know yeah, like because yeah. it's it's like so different from yeah. one place to another but if you are just thinking like or judging mm -hmm. you are going to be miserable it's like so even true. if you are traveling for a week, you are going to be like uh, so miserable, wanting to go to McDonald's to eat McDonald's, <laughs> even if you are in France, you know, like, yes, yes. <laughs> like come on, um, people, let's mm -hmm. go and be open, let's try that food. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing is going to happen to you. When I um, I studied abroad in Israel for my last semester of college, and so I got kind of pretty close to the like director's wife. She's mm -hmm. an older woman. And um, I was sitting at dinner with her on one of my last nights, and I just said to her, okay, I'm going home, I'm graduating, I'm going to figure out my, like, where my next step is, like, what's your advice to me? And I was 24, I guess, at the mm -hmm. time. And she just said, my biggest advice to you is to unpack your bags. So, like, wherever you go in life, and there's going to be a lot of different places, especially at your time of life, at our time of life, if you're there for four weeks, if you're there for four months, if you're there for four years, you get everything out of your suitcase and you act like you're never leaving. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that is just the perfect thing that she could have said to me because then when I, you know, got the news that we were moving to Danville, which we'll get there in a minute for when you mm -hmm. move to Danville, I just thought to myself, okay, I got to go and I got to unpack my bags. And it was just very, it was a life-changing thing yeah. to go and unpack your bags. You and, you can, and you can hear that and it's like, ah, that is so simple. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not. You know, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, it's, it's really not. not. <laughs> I'm going to read something that you said mm -hmm. about what you learned in Puerto Rico. Okay. He says, I learned that when a door closes, a window opens. I learned that God never forsakes you and that asking for help is fine and is not synonymous of weakness but of humanity. I learned that problems are minimized once they are verbalized. I learned that you have to live in the present, appreciate the sunsets, appreciate the sea breeze and the sand on your feet. I learned to laugh until your stomach hurts and to say yes and less no. And above all, I learned to be more present for my family and friends. I learned that fear is better left locked in the trunk. Yeah. So don't unpack your fear, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's the only thing that it yeah, needs to be in the circuit, yeah. But the one thing, not the one thing, but one of the things that I loved what you said is that asking for help is fine and is not synonymous of weakness but of humanity. Because I feel like when you first move to a town, mm -hmm. for an example, who's going to help me unpack the, the moving truck? Yeah. And like in every other part of my life, my parents would come help me. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that. Uh -huh. So it's like, it's really hard to have to ask someone that you, there's not that expectation of a family obligation there. Exactly. For help. Uh -huh. But then it's like creates this connection. It's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you want to speak more to that, but. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, yeah, so when you are just asking help, you mm -hmm. are showing the people that you are vulnerable you know yes and it's hard it's it hard is. to show that people but also the people want to know that you're vulnerable you know like you are they not do. this superhuman no. like you sometimes just need like you know what i need help mm -hmm. and 
And that is like very human uh, feeling and mm -hmm. that sometimes you can make connections through that. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to be the first uh, to do the first step and right. to ask for help, you know? Well, then they're usually more comfortable asking you for help and it kind yeah. of creates this relationship. Yeah, yeah. and also about uh, when you are verbalizing the your problems, mm -hmm. I think that is like another thing that mm -hmm. is like a big lesson that yeah. I learned, you know? Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like being so miserable by myself mm -hmm. without telling everybody because mm -hmm. I just want to look my life perfect on Instagram or oh, Facebook, yeah. you know, and I'm mm -hmm. just like wanted the people to think that I'm just living like this happy life. Mm -hmm. But then you start like, you know what? No, it's not that perfect. I need to tell you that I have problems. I yeah. have, I am still dealing with this. I'm still dealing with being almost like a single mom, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's like, it's so different when mm -hmm. you start talking about your problems because then you realize that they are not big enough to be miserable so you know true. like and that there's solutions they, they are solutions and if there wasn't a solution at the time your friends can make you laugh you know mm -hmm. like or mm -hmm. you can or you can just feel like there's somebody with you that is sharing yeah. uh, that moment with you so yeah. it's like so different and i think that is another thing that makes you so vulnerable because yes. you don't want uh too much people to know about your problems yeah. because I don't know, we have this crazy idea that we need to show up the people that we have the perfect life and mm -hmm. we are perfect. We are the perfect mother. We are mm -hmm. the perfect, uh, you know, like every yeah. in every single aspect. So it was something that I learned because when I was in Puerto Rico, I need to rely on a lot of people that wasn't my family. Mm -hmm. And I need to rely and to say like, you know, this is happening right now in my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't have anybody to share because it's hard because when you leave your family like us, like being these crazy people mm -hmm. with two suitcases and a toddler, uh, it is hard to call your mom and say, like, I'm dealing with this mm -hmm. because then you start worry about what they are going to think. Like, oh, yeah. did you make a good decision leaving mm -hmm. you know like you don't want them and you to... don't want them to worry about you exactly yeah so it's hard when you are just far away to talk with your problems uh, about your problems with with your parents so i true. don't know i don't no, know if I, that happens to it does you happen to me. but sometimes yeah. i just talk about my problems when they are fixed you know yes, like yes. okay so th this this happened to me but don't worry everything we, is... <laughs> we took care of it and it was fine <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I feel called out right now. It's so me. Like, I just, yeah. It's so hard to call home and be like, yeah, I'm, ha I'm struggling. Because you know they can't do anything about it, too. Yeah. They just, you know, it's just how it is. Exactly. So, I also love that you said that you have to learn to say yes and less no. Yeah. Because I feel like, it's kind of like what you said. Like, you have to say yes to being open to a new kind of food or a new kind of dance or a new kind of music or a different kind of friend or mm -hmm. a language that you're speaking and it's just so many times we tell ourselves, I got to just say no, it's healthy for me. And it yeah. is healthy sometimes to say no too, but I think it's it's important to say yes when you can. Yeah. So. As I was telling you before, like when, when I was traveling to Mexico this time, I had like this busy schedule because I want to go to to all these places and mm -hmm. to meet with all these friends. And then I was just like, I cannot say no, you know, because maybe I, I'm just going to miss this experience with them. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I need to say yes. 
So I was like and super you were happy tired. You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm super tired, but I not changed like those memories that I create in that month. You know, right. like even right. though I was like, oh, I need to sleep. No, no, no. Okay, so I can push myself. Like, but you're not gonna go back and say, man, I'm really glad I slept. Yeah. <laughs> I eight hours in Mexico. Like, <laughs> right? yeah. But you are gonna go back and say, man, I wish I would have had lunch with so and so, or exactly. I wish I would have gone to that place, exactly. or eaten that food, or whatever exactly. it is. Yeah. Okay, so obviously medical school ended, yeah, and you guys got a research position. Where did you go next? I'll so go. it was it was between med school and residency. Okay. So it was like three years in Puerto Rico, and then four year it was going to be in the states. So he was going to do rotation every single month in different states. Oh, okay. Really? So that was four year, yeah, oh. and it was in between the third year and the four year that Alejandro took a break. And he was okay. doing research in the NIH. Oh, really? Uh huh. Okay. So because we knew that he need that to have higher um, Possibility. possibilities yeah, okay, to matching. get into neurosurgery. Gotcha. So he told me like, "What do you think?" I was like, "If you think this is going to work, let's do it." Mm -hmm. So we took a break. It was one year break that he was doing oh, research. Okay. Yeah, before okay. finishing uh, med school. And that was your first time living in America, meaning, I guess, uh, El Paso Hispanic, was America, but Hispanic, like... Hispanic, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so how was that? So at the beginning, I was uh, scared, but at the same time, like, everybody was leaving Puerto Rico. So mm -hmm. it was it was hard to close that chapter, mm -hmm. but at the same time, everybody was leaving. So all my closest friends were leaving because they finished the three years program in there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they were coming back into the States. And I was like, okay, so let's move on to the next chapter. There's nothing left in Puerto Rico. I mean, the beautiful uh, yeah. views and everything, mm -hmm. but I didn't have uh, any people to miss in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So it was mm -hmm. easier to say goodbye. Yeah. So we moved to, to Bethesda, Maryland. Um, and then when, uh, when we were moving... Again, it was a time. It was only one year. So mm -hmm. I was like thinking like, I'm going to spend yeah. time in D.C. And I was like looking at all of these amazing museums mm -hmm. and everything. I was like, this is going to be vacations for one uh. year. You know? And <laughs> yeah. Alejandro was like a pretty relaxed program. It was research. So yeah, Alejandro was good. with me like mm -hmm. every weekend. And the, probably missed that. Yeah. <laughs> and the hours were like so easy. Like mm -hmm. he was uh, getting off at 6 p.m., you know, like. It was simple. So it wasn't that hard. And when uh, we came there to Bethesda, we realized that it wasn't like, it, there was a lot of immigrant people. Like, uh, I remember going to Costco mm -hmm. the first time, and then we realized that everybody was speaking like different languages. And really? we were like, what is this? Like everybody Were you excited about that? Or? No, I was super okay. excited because I didn't feel like I was like the outsider. Everybody mm -hmm. was outsider, you know, yeah, like everybody true. was having like the immigrant story. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like all these uh, races and all this, you know, like mm -hmm. cultures and everything. So it was a great experience. I love that place. And okay. Alejandro asked me like, where do you want to live? I want to live in Bethesda, Maryland. Really? Yeah. There you go. Like I have. Yeah. You love it so much. That's I awesome. love it. I didn't so know it was so diverse over there. That's great. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, it's it's like so diverse because they have the NIH, so they bring people from all around the world. That makes like, sense. Like to do research in there. Okay. So you can. Uh, my kids were going and playing to the park, mm -hmm. and they were like, 
I can remember that Alex was speaking Spanish with one girl and I was like mm -hmm. no Alex speak English she doesn't going to understand you and the girl was like I understand you I speak French I speak English and I oh, speak wow. Spanish and I was like oh this is so great that so is great. yeah so it was like it was a, a good thing and also my kid like Alex start to realize that it wasn't any race mm -hmm. uh, you know like yeah It, it doesn't matter about the skin color or yeah. the, you know, like mm -hmm. it was, it was so nice to see how mm -hmm. he wasn't feeling like he was outsider or. Yeah, so that's it, awesome. It was nice. Yeah. So then obviously that was not the case with Danville. So before we get there, what was it like when you found out that you guys were coming? Because <laughs> when you, when you read this, when you, when I read this, mm -hmm. I was like, that was me too like uh -huh. not quite the same but i felt yeah. it you know what i'm saying yeah. so walk us through that the evening of the match okay so i don't know uh, like for the people that is not into the mat feel mm -hmm. or anything so we do like the the match right so we apply for a couple of, of mm -hmm. schools uh, residency programs around the states mm -hmm. and then uh you need to rank it and alejandro got this email saying like you match but they are like you match but we are not going to tell you yeah, where to yeah. <laughs> like they are playing with your feelings so oh, yeah. hard and i was like yeah. so we were so happy alejandro had like a bunch of uh, uh, uh interviews in texas so i was thinking that was, we were going to be in texas oh yeah and i was like i was like I can see myself living in Texas and I was thinking like we can do road trips to go visit grandparents and mm -hmm. you know like all these things yeah and then we have like a couple of friends living in San Antonio in Houston oh, yeah. Dallas so I was like I'm going to be fine and then I can remember that Alejandro was telling me like don't be that sure and I was like ah, come on we're going to <laughs> Texas like and I was like oh. super happy with that I was like I, I was nervous and then Alejandro, Alejandro um, made a reservation in this restaurant and we went there and uh, it was like only the five of us mm -hmm. like doing this and uh, I planned like doing like a, this big celebration after that mm -hmm. so I called friends and like we are celebrating and mm -hmm. I called my parents can you babysit and they were like yeah we are going to babysit and everything so we opened the email and oh. said like you match danville pennsylvania oh my god <laughs> and i have a video of that Do it, you? it is it is so funny because you can see the face the transformation on my face like i was like super happy like opening the computer and yeah. then i start crying oh yeah and then alex was like why mom why are you crying is it a bad news and i was like it's <laughs> like, terrible <laughs> At that moment, I was feeling like it was the end of the world, you know, mm -hmm. like I called my parents immediately and I said, like, we are not, we don't have anything to celebrate. We are canceling everything. Oh. So we canceled the celebration. We call our friends like we are not going anywhere. And I, and we came back home and I was just like going into straight to my room and I was just crying. Oh, I was like crying, gosh. crying, crying, crying because I didn't expect that. And I was like. What did Alejandro, what was he doing? He was, he was feeling so bad for seeing me like that. You yeah. know, he was like, 
and he was telling me like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry because he felt like i he was At making it yeah. yeah he disappointed me you yeah, know yeah. and i was like and so i cried 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 and then my my mother-in-law came to our apartment and i think you have yeah the she says Yvette, remember that the leaf of a tree does not move if it is not God's will. Yeah. So I can remember that when she said that, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, wanna, I want so, to somebody to sit with me and be miserable with me. I don't yeah. want like this. <laughs> you yes. know? And then she was saying this and I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, we are going to be so far from family where I'm going to be in there. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to survive in there? And I was just thinking, like, crazy things. Like, should Alejandro quit? Like, should Alejandro uh, wait until next year to see if he matched into another program? You oh, know, wow. like, I was going through a lot of uh, thoughts. Yeah. 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 And then... So you got here. Yeah. And it's like no diversity, hardly at all. Yeah. So I was looking into, you know, like the first thing that I did after I, after I stopped crying, I was like, Google it. Right. Oh. So Danville, Pennsylvania. It was yep. like 4,000 people. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> what am I going to do with 4,000 people? And then go through the statistics, like diversity, like 0.001. <laughs> Well, and then for me, I went on to like Yelp to see like what the top restaurants are and like McDonald's and Subway are on the list. And I was just like, no, no. <laughs> I know, right? Something, something is very bad in here. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, we started looking houses and it was the same problem with houses. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? Like, like the 19th century or? Yeah. Yeah. 19th yeah. century houses are like. Uh, I don't know so it was hard so uh, what so yeah so you got here so and you went talk about how you went to the like opening social and it was really hard for you okay yeah so Alejandro was like I, Alejandro was very uh, fe- sad for me because he was like feeling like he was feeling like he needs to do something for me in mm-hmm. order to be happy. You yes, know? yes. So he was like, let's go to this event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I was just kind of, my mm-hmm. hopes were high. And I was like, okay. So we went into there, but nobody say hi to me. Like no one. And I was like standing in there and I was just trying to make conversation with people. And mm-hmm. the people were like, hey, nice to meet you. And that was it. Like, I don't care about where you're coming from or where nothing and I was like I can remember that I grabbed Alejandro's hands and I, I told him like you know what I don't belong here mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I'm going to survive for seven years nobody's talking to me and Alejandro told me like nobody's talking to me either the same way that you are feeling I'm feeling I'm just like yeah I know that you are feeling the same way but you are going to be at the hospital yeah you know like you are going to achieve all of these amazing things and I'm just going to be at home like you know like mm-hmm. and I was like feeling so bad I was I was about to start crying <laughs> but I was like Okay. Hold it. Yeah, hold it. Because I love to cry, so it's nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. new. But I'm no. just like, I was about to cry. And, uh, and then Summer came. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, how are you? A friend of us. And mm-hmm. then she started uh, making a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And she was like super friendly and with this big smile. And she was mm-hmm. like, 
good vibes like yes, totally yes. good vibes and i was just feeling like oh i'm so glad that i came you know at least yeah. i know somebody that has like good vibes and she's mm -hmm. like and she told me like please call me or text me or whatever if you have any questions or if you want to do something yeah and and i was so happy like getting her phone number and everything. so did you text her yeah see see yeah. And i feel like that's to go a little off of what you're saying but like i feel like so many people would have taken her number and mm -hmm. then never texted her mm -hmm. but i feel like you did this small thing or a there's two small things like summer talk to you yeah summer if you're listening we love you mm -hmm. and then you texted her you know yeah. what i mean because i can i think like battling shyness my whole life there's been so many times where someone did say hi to me and they did give me their number and they said text me and i never would yeah and also summer texting me back you know yes, because she yes. can just ignore me like oh, this yeah. new girl you know <laughs> but she was like she was super sweet yeah. and yeah. then the same day i met one of my good friends in there And with this girl, I have like this very strange connection because even though she was uh, like this white girl and everything, <laughs> she was like, I just can feel like she didn't see like the skin color or my mm -hmm. culture or anything. Mm -hmm. Even when, because now I feel more confident with my English. But at the yeah. beginning, it wasn't like that. In the beginning, I was like having a struggle, like trying see, I to didn't know that. trying to make like any like every single thing that i wanted to say doesn't make any sense when i was just like mm -hmm. you know like i mm -hmm. was i was so nervous i was so stressed and i was trying so hard that yeah. it was hard for me to to make a conversation to have yeah. a conversation and with her she was so patient with, with me even though she doesn't speak spanish mm -hmm. she was like so patient with me that's great and i just feel like she didn't even see any of this different things that I have mm -hmm. and she was like too good to me so yeah. she yeah. just left and I was just like crying and and I was and we were crying because I was telling her like you know what you are the first person that I just feel like you didn't see like I was like Mexican or you know mm -hmm. was like having struggle and speaking your language or anything you were so patient with me mm -hmm. and she was like i didn't realize that and i was like no you are you were you were so nice to me and well and i think so many of us meaning me white people <laughs> americans <laughs> we don't see that struggle we just see a political issue or like stuff like that mm -hmm. i don't i would like to think i don't do that but i'm sure you know But I just feel like I love getting your perspective of like how hard it is to have this language barrier and to feel mm -hmm. like this outsider and to feel like people are going to judge you. And it's just, it's heartbreaking that that's what you feel. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful that you were able to find kind of like your tribe here in white Danville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know. but the people in here, like now that I'm here, I mm -hmm. just feel like they are very friendly and yes, you know, yes, like, yes. but, uh, but it was hard yeah it was hard yeah. at the beginning and and now i just feel like i'm more confident and maybe i'm more open to whatever i want to do or yeah, speak yeah. or you know but uh it was hard to even like the sense of humor and everything is mm -hmm. so hard for it me it's like it, it wasn't the same Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just mm -hmm. a very touchy person because i am latina so yeah, i'm just yeah, like like true. to hug and kiss and everything and the mm -hmm. the person in here are like don't touch me it's my personal <laughs> and i was like okay so i need to learn like a lot of things but again yeah i started to think like you know what it's not 
uh, you need to adapt because they mm-hmm. are not going to adapt to you, you know, because you are the outsider. You need to adapt and to embrace the culture. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they don't like these things, so I don't do it. Or they yeah. like these things, yeah. so I can start enjoying. And, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. these kind of things and this kind of uh, change in my perspective mm-hmm. that make things easier. Yeah. So how long would you say it kind of took you to feel at home in Danville? Uh, I think for me... Once then I start uh, meeting people and feeling comfortable being with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that you've been in Danville for a little over two years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was just t- I was saying to her earlier, like I, it feels like you've been here longer, like, in that in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm not really sure about that. I like, have my questions about. That. <laughs> well, part of me feels like I've always lived in Danville. Now, like mm-hmm. we've been here for four years, and so I guess feel like it just feels like everyone that I interact with has always been here. Because mm-hmm. like, you just live so in the present, because that's how you survive the residency. Yeah. Then that it's like this is your home, you know, mm-hmm. and so, how do you see Danville now? Well, uh, I think I, I write something about that because for me in Danville, it was like this boring uh, place, mm-hmm. like without malls, it were the things I used to know, like, mm-hmm. and I was like 4,000 people, we don't have malls, like this crazy weather, because I'm just like from the desert, so I'm not used to this cold weather or anything. And then right now, I just feel like it's the perfect place to raise your kids. Like, I'm so happy to have my family in here. And now I understand that uh, every single time that I was praying to God to be like, because in my prayers, I was like, uh, please let us go to a place where we're going to be good as a family. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, not even Alejandra's a neurosurgeon. You know, like, for us to be, like, good as a family. Like, and... And then I start to realize, you know, this is a perfect place, mm-hmm. like, to live in. It because is. it's, like, so calm. Like, you get to use, like, the, the parents of the kids where your kids are playing. You know, like, mm-hmm. all these interactions that you don't have in a big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so calm in here. Like, you can be, like, super uh, fine uh, thinking mm-hmm. about your kids playing in the playground yeah. or yeah. in the play yard without It's being, true. You know? And just the idea of of leaving, like, yeah. we're leaving in two years, like, it's sad to me already. Yeah. You know, and I just never, like, when you embrace the rural, small-town life, there's so many positives about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, some of the ones you just said, and I just love that I can just drive five minutes down the street and pick up, I bought 100 pounds of tomatoes from an Amish grocery store the other day, uh-huh. and, like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna miss that. Yeah. And, and also, so, like, the... Uh, the landscapes so, oh beautiful it's beautiful here yeah we have like amazing views in mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and i'm just like it, it, my kids getting uh used to be in touch with the nature you know going for a hike going to the river you know mm-hmm. like a very different kind of life very different time. but i i love it yeah i love it right now Same. it was hard at the beginning to realize how much i was going to love it but now that i'm here i'm just can see like I think this is a perfect place to be and this yeah. is a perfect place to raise my three kids and I'm here because it was place. like the perfect place for us. It's true. We love Danville. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to end with a quote from you. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if you said it or you typed it. It says, you will never be completely at home again because part of your heart will always be somewhere else. Or will always be elsewhere. That's the price you pay for the richness of living and knowing people in more than one place. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. my quote. Oh, who is but that? I, I couldn't find the author. Okay, well, like someone anonymous wrote that, author. And we appreciate yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I just feel like even before I was married, like just, you know, leaving home for the first time to go to college, like just all those emotions, I still get emotional if I talk too much about it. And then leaving, you know, my college town that I grew to love, like just driving away with like all these tears coming out of your eyes thinking like how am i gonna move on Mm -hmm. but then it's almost like it's almost a like we both love to cry so you'll relate to this Mm -hmm. but like i almost look forward to that day where we're gonna be driving away from danville and my eyes are my cheeks are just gonna be like stained with tears yeah and it's because like i put my entire heart into this place yeah i like gave it all of my love and all of my saying yeses yeah. and embracing the rural small life culture and like it's a beautiful thing even though it's going to be a really sad day yeah. it's going to be an awesome day because like the reason you're sad yeah is because you gave so much of yourself to mm-hmm. a place so i don't know if you wanted to add anything else as your final thought so yeah so i'm just thinking that um you that we need to be more open about the experience that we we are having mm-hmm. and it's going to change everything once yes. that you are open mm-hmm. like you're going to be more happier yeah and life is an adventure why don't you is. take it so serious you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just relax that uh just enjoy what you have in the present moment mm-hmm. and after that everything can happen you know yes, yes. everything can happen and i just feel like we we are so concentrated on the things being the way that we want all the time. Oh yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and when, when we don't have it as the way that we want it, we get so frustrated and we spend a lot of time like getting frustrated and mm-hmm. being miserable. It was like, you only li- live once. So do why don't, YOLO. Why, yeah, YOLO. <laughs> why don't you just enjoy life? Like, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. come on, relax. Yeah. Don't take it so serious. Yeah. Be more relaxed about that. Yes, I love that. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on. I know you were super nervous. Yeah. And I appreciate, A, how much effort you put into the thing you sent me, and B, being willing to come on here. Because I think uh, your message is very pertinent for a lot of people. So, yeah. me. If no one else, it, it touched me. So, I just want to thank you. And I, I'm glad that we ended up in Danville together. I know. So. So let me tell you something just to finish. Yes. When you text me and ask me if I wanted to be in your podcast, uh, I was so nervous because obviously it's English is not my first language. And I was like, what if I do a mistake of my pronunciation and everything, all these things going through my mind. And then Alex saw that message and he was like, mom, that will super cool. Please do it. And I was like, oh. I don't feel confident to do it because every single night we, uh, we listen to a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, or Mm-hmm, thing together mm-hmm. and he was like it's going to be super cool Aww. and i was like okay so uh part of me doing this is because he was pushing me oh good yeah good and he was like uh, and uh another part was like 
just so grateful that you think about me it oh, was like thank you i don't know mm -hmm. what you think about me oh obviously i wanted <laughs> I you on here <laughs> yeah i hope i hope you have like a good time with me oh because... i did no this i literally was brought to tears the first time i read your thing just especially that part about how the leaf of a tree does not move it's not god's will yeah like, i just feel like i needed to hear that and i was like oh i'm so glad i asked you yeah so yeah. Anyway, so, I'm very thoughtful about who I pick on here, and I just kept thinking about you, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask you. So. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. All right, well, thanks, Yvette. Okay, see you. If you enjoyed this episode like I did, I would strongly encourage you to go on to either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave this podcast a review. The best way you can support me is by leaving me a review and following me on social media. I look forward to any feedback I can get from my listeners. Thanks again, and talk to you next week.